Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I uh, got some news uh, that you guys can use today, of course. So if you haven't uh, listened to this uh, episode or program before, I give you news uh, from a West Texans biblical point of view. Um, I've studied eschatology for about 30 to 35 years, actually for as long as I can remember. I've always been uh, fascinated um, with uh with the God of the Bible and uh, how he can tell you the end from the beginning. It's just amazing. And that just tells you that our God is the only God, the one and only true God. But today I've got some things to bring you. So I usually bring headlines that you're not going to hear in the mainstream media and you won't hear about it anywhere else pretty much unless you listen to um, folks along the lines of you know, like the Jan Markell um, Olive Tree Ministries, her radio program. Or, of course, you listen to um, anybody from the Calvary Chapel uh, network like James Cadiz, um, Pastor uh, um, Jack Hibbs, love him out there in California. Tom Hughes is another one, Hope for Our Times. So there's a lot of good people out there giving great news, giving great news. Lots of fantastic websites that you can go to as well that you'll get some news from, too, that you're not going to hear in the mainstream media because, you know, they're all out there telling you to get the jab, double jab, double jab. Go, go, hurry. You've got to get your booster. You've got to get your... Did it help anybody? Honest to God, did it help anybody? No, it didn't. And now the truth is coming out that... It wasn't even proven to even stop transmission to begin with. But they're like, you need to get your jab so that you can protect your elderly loved ones and your family. Do it for your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. In other words, kill yourself for your neighbor because that's basically what they're saying. Um, you're, yeah, yeah. So the truth is out. Like I said, go watch uh, Dr. John Campbell on YouTube. He is... Uh, the most unbiased I could tell. Even during the whole pandemic, he was extremely unbiased. He was looking at the statistics, the data from anywhere he could grab it from. He actually took um, the jab as well. And so, but he's coming out with the truth now. So, so much truth is coming out. But yet, do you guys hear it in the mainstream media? Boy, I don't. Do you? I don't. I'm still hearing them. We need to jab the children, the babies. We need to... Really? In what world? Oh, I'm sorry. That's because we live in a fallen world. And we're living in the end days. And we are living in a beast system. God, uh, Jesus actually told us that you are in this world, but you are not of this world. And boy, does that bring us hope. It also brings hope in John chapter 14 that Jesus is coming to take us home. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And he goes, and you know the way. And so if you haven't read John chapter 14 lately, I highly suggest you go in and read it. Uh, it's one of my very favorite chapters in all the Bible. And uh, absolutely, it's our hope. It man, tells us right there uh, that Jesus has a plan. Boy, I tell you what, I can't wait to see my home in heaven. Oh, my goodness. I don't care if I have a little shack. <laughs> I don't care. But as long as I'm with the Lord, I will be happy. So, uh, guys, let's jump into some articles today. There's a few I want to share with you guys. My voice is still not back to normal. I do apologize. But if you guys go uh, check, I've been telling you guys about geoengineeringwatch.org. So check this out. You can go to technocracy.news and check out geoengineering. Startup company says it's already begun releasing particles into the atmosphere and you won't believe why. Folks, they've been doing this for a while. Have you ever woke up in the morning and you see the haze outside and you're like, what? Check out your car. Just look at your car and you're going to see little metallic specks on your car and you can wipe them off with your hand. I've done this several times. My friend drives a little black vehicle and she said she noticed it too. And of course, our, my paint is peeling on my car. Now listen, I drive a 1994 Honda Del Sol. The paint was perfect up until a couple years ago. I haven't done anything different. It's been the same. It's lasted all these years until here recently. Now it's starting to, I'm like, what? The clear coat's coming off of it. And believe me, you guys, I baby that car. 
<laughs> so I baby it so much that I had to put a new engine in it. And only like a hundred and I think I only had like 150, 60,000 miles on it. And uh, my mechanic said, you baby it too much. She goes, Heather, those cars were made to be babied. You've got to get out and drive it like you stole it. And so I drive it like I stole it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you can tell there's something going on. Something, something in the air. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So also at HarbingersDaily.com, we have some other articles today. All is well. A false peace has invaded the church, leaving many blind to the last days they live in. This is by Jonathan Brittner, and it was posted on the 19th of December. Guys, I really do like Jonathan Brittner. I really do. So we have another one. This is the end of 2022, and it's by Hal Lindsey. And that's at, of course, HalLindsey.com. If you haven't checked out his website, you might want to do that if you got some time. And let's see what else we've got going on. Is Israel preparing to attack Iran? I'm going to give you a snippet of this. And this is um, posted in headlines, and I do believe it's prophecynewswatch.com, but don't quote me. <laughs> anyway, it says, the head of Israeli army is stepping down in a matter of days. Will he try to leave a legacy that involves attacking Iran or pass off the job to the incoming army chief? Regardless of the timing, the incoming government is not only going to continue preparations for attacking Iran, they will accelerate them. And I, I'm sure you guys are fully aware that Iran probably has um, enough uranium and all this other stuff to build this nuclear um, bomb because you know that's what they want to do. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And they've been saying it for as long as I can remember. They don't try to hide it. They do not care. Who knows? They're they like absolutely like sociopaths pretty much. Because they can tell America, you know, whatever. And we'll give them billions and billions of dollars because our administrations and presidents are morons. Thank God Trump didn't. He put a stop to that. But, you know, here we have the leftist socialists. Yeah, they don't care. They want to destroy the world. They want to depopulate the world. So, of course, they're going to give them all the money they want to. Um, And so help them further their agenda. And uh, so Israel is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they use cyber attacks and all this stuff and you know, bring down their systems and infiltrate them and all this stuff. And But pretty soon, folks, it's going to come to all-out war. And we know this because the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 38 and 39, that's what's going to happen in the end days. All these nations will come against Israel. And why? And it says for, it's in the King James Version, it says their the booty, they want their wealth, they want their whatever they have, like their, and what we're looking at now is the new oil fields and stuff that's been found there in Israel and out in the outer lying um, area there out in the um, sea in the Gulf. And so that's what they're going to come for because what's going on right now in the world today well there's a shortage of natural gas there's a shortage of oil there's all this stuff is going on and you can tell it's been manufactured because up until just suddenly we had plenty of everything but then oh no 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 and what is the driving force behind this what i look at is i look at the driving forces as climate change Climate agenda, climate, 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 cow farts, all this ridiculous nonsense. But they're pushing it. And you have these global elitists that are pretty much in charge of everything. And they're pushing it whether you and I want it or not. Look what they've done to the farmers um, over in the Netherlands. You know, they're saying, well, you can't farm anymore. You can't do this. you got to pay all these exorbitant taxes. And what do you think that's going to do? They're cutting all oil and all natural gas. And they're saying, no, 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 we're going to rely on wind energy and solar power. That is asinine. I live in Texas. Well, look what happened to us when our government, unbeknownst to the rest of us, sold out all of our contracts because of an overabundance what we had. We sold contracts off, and we decided to put 25% into wind energy. Well, I don't know what you guys know this or not, but when it's freezing cold and everything's frozen, there's no wind energy. And not only that, wind energy cannot sustain not much less Texas, much less a nation. But yet they'll have you believe that. And not only that, they're going to have you believe that now with all these power shortages and you know, people's blackouts and all these things are going on. Well, they're going to stop selling gasoline engines and they're going to expect you to buy an electric powered vehicle with energy costs rising like you would not believe with your electricity bills and your gas bills and your utility bills 
they expect you to go buy an electric car so they can sit in your garage because you can't afford to charge it. Even if you could afford to charge it, well, there's no power to charge it because you're sitting in a blackout. Because, you know, your government said we're going to start throwing these particles up. This is President Joe Biden. And I say that lightly, President. Anyway, uh, he thinks um, that they're going to start blacking out the sun. They want to put particles up in the air that will black out part of the sun because it's too hot because climate change. These are the people. These are the people that are destroying the earth. And, you know, it reminds me, Revelation, Jesus Christ himself said he has to return because of those who are destroying the earth. He will destroy those who are destroying the earth. Think about that. Who is destroying the earth right now? Well, it's sure not me and you and farmers out here growing crops and, you know, got cows out here. Oh, no, it's the cow farts. It's, it's the, these are imbeciles. Bible tells us that will give them a reprobate mind. So if they have completely turned their back on God and denied him enough times they have hardened their own hearts, God will harden their heart as well. And when that happens, he gives you a reprobate mind where you can't reason. Therefore, you are like an animal. They want to, Yuval Narari and all of these people want to call themselves animals and that they're not created in the image of God. They want to say that we're just mammals and animals. Well, that's where you get reprobate mind. That's what I think. That's what I think. If that's what they want to believe, they're already on their way straight to hell. And they're going to take as many people to hell with them as possible. But you, know, you got to remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and these demons and these all this stuff is going on. And so there is a there is another there's another world of folks that we can't see. We can't see. But God gave us wisdom and he gave us his word that we could know these things. We would know these things. So you got to get in the Word. You've got to get in the Word. I've been reading Psalm 37 for a while. There's just so much in it when you start to actually break it down and start studying it. So I'm reading that. Uh, uh, Isaiah 66, and I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And I'm studying the commandments um, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so um, one I've really taken to heart is a lot of people say that, well, we're not supposed to keep the Sabbath. That was whatever. That was no. I, the way I look at it, now I'm not saying we have to keep Saturday's Sabbath. You know, I'm just saying you need to take one day and it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't care. Whatever day that you have off, you know, uh, during the week or whatever, take that day. Don't work. Rest and spend time with the Lord. You know, he gave us that day. I mean, he said in six days, he created everything. And then on the seventh day, he rested. So, folks, he kind of gave us like a blueprint of what to do. But um, so I've been studying, you know, doing a lot of that reading. Oh, guys, I got great news. I have fantastic news. So uh, where I work, you know, I finally told uh, the branch manager at the conversation with him. And I said, look, I said, if you could just give me my regular schedule to where I don't have to work doubles. I'm not working six days a week. I just work my regular five, you know, my part time schedule that, you know, I originally had, you know, six hours a day. I said, I'll stay. I said, I just cannot continue this. And uh, he said, you know, let me get back with you. And so he called me. He goes, yes, definitely. He said, yes, we can work that out. And I said, OK, so give me a call back. And he goes, how about Monday through Friday? You know, like your regular schedule. I was like, perfect. And so praise God that worked out. Um, you know, I didn't really want to leave where I was. I mean, you know, I just didn't want to work so many hours and you know everything else. And so guys are praying for that. I very much appreciate y'all. I do appreciate that. And so but we have, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And another thing in the news is China's new COVID problem and how it will affect America. So this is what I kind of want to talk about. And also uh, Texas borders and all this stuff. And so I just absolutely love it because Abbott is shipping these these illegals all over the country and especially um, to AOC's house, which I think is phenomenally hilarious and then we have kamala well as well so they're just shipping them everywhere and uh we're gonna sue y'all because number one they're illegals they have no rights you can't sue us you're not even supposed to be in this country in texas we have had enough crime rates are through the roof rapes robberies murders no we're done we are absolutely to the limit done and uh, 
that's it. You know, we, we're so we're shipping you guys. We're shipping them everywhere to y'all's sanctuary cities. Oh, y'all can come here for sanctuary, right? Yeah, just bring them on here. Well, fine, we'll ship them there because if you think it's okay for them to come into this border, fine, we'll just start shipping them to you guys. You know, well, they don't like that very well. <laughs> what are they? a natural disaster? I about busted out laughing, literally driving down the road when I heard that on the news talk radio. I was like, well, how do you think we in Texas feel? How do you think we feel? How do you think the, the, the states on the borders like Arizona, how do you think we all feel? And I'm not talking about Hispanics who come over here uh, to work, who come over here legally. I'm not saying anything. No, and, I, and they get visas. They come over here to work. They do it the right way, you know. And God bless them, you know, because if you've ever been to those poor parts of Mexico, you understand why they want to come here. I mean, I completely understand. <clears throat> I used to manage a few uh, truck stops and Margarita, bless her heart. She came over, took her 20 years to get her citizenship. I was so proud of her. She raised her boys here. She put them through college. <clears throat> Scar sorry, my voice. Um, anyway, and so. I was so proud of her, so proud of her. And you know who she did not like the most? Illegals that came over here illegally. She goes, you know, I had to come over here the right way. I had to do this. I, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was angry. And so don't tell me it's like a racial thing because it's not. It's a legality thing. It's, you know, you know, the people who come over here who want to work, that's awesome. That's fantastic. But the people who want to come over here and bring their drugs, their fentanyl, their all this stuff and child sex trafficking, and they want to do all this evil, horrendous stuff, that's who we don't want here. But when you have them pouring in illegally, how are you supposed to tell? You cannot tell, folks. That's why it's imperative that you come the right way. I've talked to plenty of them. I hired plenty of them in my days. And so, they, yeah, it's not as difficult as they make you think. So when you become a citizen, that's kind of difficult. She said that I couldn't even answer half the questions that she was telling me. And she knew them all. And I live here. And I took history back in the day when they actually taught real history in school. And most of those questions I couldn't answer. So there you have it, folks. You know, it all goes back to when they started taking God out of school. And you can't post the Ten Commandments. That's offensive. You know, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not... Uh, still thou shalt honor thy mother and father oh you know but that's offensive that's offensive folks that's 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 terrible well look where has look where we've gone with society now look guys satan is very subtle just like he was with the with eve in the garden very subtle he's very patient have you noticed that he's been working on this plan for a very long time about six thousand years i would presume but uh, so he's been working on this and working on this. And uh, here we have where we are right now. You know, I, I look at it this way. The United States was the very last Christian nation was it because Europe has gone dark. Unfortunately, um, Australia, all, can't, all these places have gone really, really dark. And when you go online, you look at these things, you look at Switzerland and um, Davos and these evil things that they do over there. I'm not saying the people are evil. Please don't get me wrong. I don't. I, there are Christians everywhere. I'm not saying that at all. Um, and then Russia and all these other nations, like the the churches are gone. They're gone. They're just beautiful buildings. That's all they are. They're not churches anymore. They're just beautiful buildings. And um, it's really sad. It's um, it's very sad because. Uh, we see these things happening in the United States, you know, was like the last like Christian nation founded on Judeo Christian values. And we have cratered worse than any other nation. We are um, a reprobate nation. We have fallen into the mire and the muck and God has removed his head of protection from us. And, you know, we are under God's judgment right now, just like the other nations that have turned their back on God. And I'm not saying the people, I'm not saying that there are Christians in every nation, but the majority, you know, the majority of us uh, are the people who run our nation, you know, the people who are in, in these. But you, what you've got to remember also is God puts kings up and he takes kings down. He raises nations and he brings them down. So God is in ultimate control. 
He is in ultimate control. And so we are on God's timeline, not the devil's or anybody else's, but God's timeline. And things will work out just the way God said that they will. He is sovereign. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He knows everything. There's you can't sneak one by God. <laughs> you can't you can't do that. So we got to remember that. But we do live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world and it's run by um, the devil, Satan, the accuser of the brethren. If you look at the um, um, what the Bible says about him, he's come to kill, steal and to destroy. But we it also says in the Bible that he is the God, which is the little G of this world. And where do we get the beast system? Where do we get all of this stuff in Revelation, the book of Daniel, all these things? Well, where does this all come from? It comes from the Bible in the beast system, the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, all of this stuff. God told us what would happen. And if you look at the world today, absolutely, you can tell uh, the precious uh, the precious woman, Vanessa, who uh, narrates my books for Audible. Um, she lives. Well, we won't say where she lives. She, she, I don't want to throw that way. If you listen to my book, you'll know where she lives. You can't really um, you can't really get that get hide the British accent anyway um so anyway she's wonderful but she's not a believer in Christ she doesn't believe in 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 Jesus and so but she narrates my books and so um there earlier this year I sent um her an email through the system that we use and I said um you know and I asked her and she said no but she says she's beginning to 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 believe that something is wrong that there is something going on and I said, yes, there is. And so I'll pray for Miss Vanessa. You guys pray for her that she would um, come uh, to be a believer in Christ. And uh, that would be fantastic. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not real fond of a lot of stuff in this article, in this Talent Hall article. And so um, I just kind of wanted to bring it to you guys' attentions about Xi Jinping and, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on there with, um, the total lockdowns now they're being lifted and technically um, we can tell he did it all for power um, you know because he wanted to say this is what I can do in trying to oppress his um, political opponents but that's the majority of what's going on over there and so now of course we have a lot of um, things that's going to be happening in China because there's going to be a lot of people they've never exposed to this virus and they've been in lockdown this whole I mean think about it folks this is now 20 fixing to be 2023 and China has been in lockdown for years I mean years you can say now it's it's crazy um but then that's what happens when you have a socialist communist godless nation um then you see what happens look at all the people that they have there and they they can't fight back think about that just put that into you know while we still live in Australia, Canada, England, Brit, uh, you know, Austria, and um, where else we got? We've got um, Ireland, Scotland, um, the United States of America, you know, all these other places. Think about this right now. Look how close you guys came during COVID-19, especially in Canada. Like right now, look at all these laws that they put into place. Like, you know, if you're poor, let's put you out of your misery. You know, let's put you down like a dog. Let's let's do that for the for the betterment of society. Because if you're poor, you, you don't deserve to live because basically you're just dragging down the rest of us. That's what they're saying. What evil wickedness. But that's what they're saying. You know, oh, over across the sea here, over in the UK... You know, if if you have a if you have a disease, if you're depressed, well, let's just put you out of your misery. We'll just euthanize you. If you're depressed, here, here, I know you're not in your right mind because you're depressed. Here, just sign right here at this X, and and we'll let you go to sleep, and then you won't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah, here, just sign right here. Just sign. Yeah, we're gonna depopulate the world however we can. By manipulation, by vaccines, by murdering babies in the womb, um, by murdering up to two years old. We're, we're just going to do whatever it takes because we're satanic. Folks, that's, that's the whole problem. That's what kill, steal, and to destroy. And God said he was a murderer and a murderer from the beginning. Remember what God told us. 
God told us these things, but you know, we were, we were too innocent at that time in the past three years ago, basically when, you know, the world was a lot different than it is now to believe what God had told. I mean, we, we knew we believed what he told us, but I don't think we could wrap our mind around the wickedness until now. And all this is coming out now that the vaccines are designed to kill you out of Gates own mouth back in what was that 2016 or before that, right? He said it 2011, I think. He said it out of his own mouth. So really can't deny it. And then the Georgia Guidestones, they want the population to be 500 million. And all of this stuff that is going on that they're saying, let's just euthanize you because, oh, you're poor. You're poor. Well, we feel kind of sorry for this, but yet of your misery. Oh, you're depressed. <laughs> well, hey, let's just euthanize you. You know, get rid of that way. You know. There's no God here. Sign this. God can't help you here. Just, just sign this piece of paper right here and, and we'll just, you know, put you to sleep. You won't feel a thing. Yeah. As you die without God and go to hell because nobody told you about Jesus Christ. He loves you so much. You gave himself for you so that you would have a way to heaven. You would have a way to forgiveness. You would have a way redemption no no no. we're not going to tell you anything about that now am i saying that christians can't be depressed absolutely not absolutely not my mom struggled with depression her whole life so no i'm not saying that at all <laughs> no christians we have a lot a lot of things too it's usually a chem chemical imbalance in your brain there's all kinds of things that can cause that so am i am i saying that no and did did jesus promise us rainbows and and, and puppies when we became Christians no he said you will have trials and tribulations that's what he told us so if somebody tells you that when you became a Christian everything's going to be perfect and you're going to be all oh, healthy wealthy and wise and God's just going to open up the genie lamp and just give you everything you wanted no absolutely not that my friends is a false gospel and the apostle Paul called them an anathema which means cursed so, no. If anybody ever tells you that, no. <laughs> oh, no. When you become a Christian, you can guarantee you will have trials and tribulations because Jesus told us so. And you will be um, chastised by your heavenly father because he says, um, if you are a son, then he's going to chastise you. So, remember that. He's going to tell you. He's going to mold you into him. He's not going to let you get away with your sin. You know, when you become a Christian, oh, God's going to let you know. He's going to chip away at that stuff that's not uh, not like him, right? So he's going to mold you into Jesus. He's going to make you more like Christ. So just remember that. If anybody ever tells you that, just know you can tell them. No, no, the Bible says the opposite. So anyway, so I'm not going to move. Uh, I'm not going to read a lot of this article because there's a lot of stuff um, in this article that I just don't agree with. And, um, I, you know, to me, it's a little quite harsh, harsh in a bad way. Not, not, you know, you know me, I'm going to tell you the good, bad and the ugly, but there's a stuff in there that I just don't agree with. And I, I don't want that associated with my program. So anyway, let's move right along here to Hal Lindsey, the end of 2020. So by the end of 2028, a billion people lived on the earth. They were besieged by a series of plagues, droughts, false prophets, war, the threat of greater war, hatred, rage, theft, and violence. The 8 billion people were fragmented in a variety of ways. According to their nations, the level of income, race, gender, various understandings of gender and human sexuality, along with religion or the lack thereof. He goes on to say, change became overwhelming to most of the 8 billion. For those over 40, it was almost unfathomable that by the end of 2020, not even half the students at Cambridge University identified as heterosexual. In 2022, deception ruled the day. Trust in government, educational institutions, and the news media had been largely obliterated. Trust in health officials and doctors had become severely damaged. In such an environment, many found it increasingly difficult to maintain friendships. Even families had begun to crumble. When deception rules, relationships die, and loneliness begins to blanket lives. I'm going to interject here really quick and just remind you guys what God said. 
Jesus said, in the end days, deception would be so great that even the elect would be deceived if it were not so, he said. What else did he say? Be ye not deceived, as King James Version puts it. I like that. Don't be deceived, folks. Anyway, back to the article. So by the end of 2022, people were offended by almost everything. A public library in Massachusetts refused to put up a Christmas tree. It purportedly made some people, quote, uncomfortable, unquote. The library celebrated Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Pride Month, yet the powers that be deemed Christmas offensive. After a public outcry, they changed their position and put up the traditional tree. But it raises a huge question. Why would a Christmas tree be considered offensive? Such trees are ubiquitous during the month of December. So what is the offense? The word Christmas begins with Christ and an increasing number of people are offended by any reference to him. A member of the town's Human Rights Commission wrote on Facebook, You dash who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas, dot, 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 are the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world, dot, dot, dot. Is this what you think your magic sky daddy wants, unquote. She said a lot more than that, most of which I don't care to quote. He says, I'm sure her profanity riddled rant against God and Christians came partly because of terrible things um, people were saying about the town and library. There are also reports of library employees being bullied. That should not happen, and it is certainly not Christian. Later, the woman resigned from the Human Rights Commission, but she represents another ominous trend as we near the end of 2022. That trend is rage against Jesus and his people. For most Americans, it feels like we left Bedford Falls somewhere along the line and we entered Pottersville. It feels unreal. Many dismiss it as society simply going through another phase but these phases are leading to darker and darker places. Christians can look forward to 2023 with renewed hope, but not because the world is getting better. It is not. More than ever before, it should be obvious that our hope is not in the mechanisms and programs of this world. It is in Christ alone. Folks, that was by Hal Lindsey. And I do want to throw in there that no political party is going to save you. No person, no president is going to save you. No mayor is going to save you. Nobody is going to save you except for Jesus Christ. This is, should point people to the Bible, to the days that we live in, and to say, hey, oh my gosh, the Bible's right. Oh my gosh, there is a God in charge of all of this. And he is omnipresent omnipotent on everything it should point you that because why else he told us this would happen in his word he told us our god is the only god that can see the end from the beginning that ought to tell you something i hope it tells you something anyway um so yeah so things are getting more wicked and the bible told us that and we knew these days would come but as a christian i just i just never thought it would happen in my lifetime i just i never thought that i would see this my whole life i hope to go in the rapture i always have but i don't think i realized how bad things would get before christ returned for his church and then i have to remember that things have to get wicked because that's why he returns for his church to snatch us out of here because then his judgment is to fall upon the world and the unbelieving world and don't get me wrong there will be millions upon millions upon millions saved during the tribulation but i'm going to remind you you don't want to be here for that because there's no guarantee you'll even survive the moment the church is raptured because when we're taken out of here there are pilots there's all kinds of people who are christians think about it i mean you may not be in a plane being piloted or flown by a christian pilot but you know wherever you may be landing that person who's running that tower that air traffic controller may be a christian and there'll be nobody controlling traffic coming into that airport. It's going to be crazy, folks. It's going to be really bad. I do have a new book out there. It's called When the Rapture Hits the Fan. When the Rapture Hits the Fan. That's my latest book. And you guys, no, wait, wait, no. That's not my latest book. That's the second to the latest book. Oop, hit the mic there. Um, but anyway, uh, go check that out. It's, it's very short, very 
fast moving and I think it's probably one of my better uh, fiction books that I wrote. But anyway, I can tell you about it. Super cheap. I think it's four ninety nine. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free to read. Free. And I'm going to run another special here around the first two um, on all my books that are on Kindle. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read them for free. So anyway, um, if you don't mind, throw up a review for me. That would definitely help. Um, and if not, that's cool too. But it good, bad, or ugly, trust me, you're not going to offend me. <laughs> I would love to hear uh, your views and what you think about it. Um, so anyway, because I mean, you know, my brother says the only thing or one of the few things you can do that you get better at is write. And so um, I do have the book three up there of the series, fiction series, Aliens, Demons, or Angels. First one is World Chaos or World in Chaos, and that was at the time of the rapture of the church. The second one is World Peace. That is a fake peace that the Antichrist will bring. It's a pseudo-peace that he brings in the first, I believe, three and a half years of the tribulation. Boom. And then the fourth one is the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That one I just literally um, published, like I think, a month ago, less than a month ago. So that's a really good one, too. Um, and uh, so I'm working on the, the last series of that book i'll be working on that this year hopefully i'll have it within a few months or so we'll see we'll see what the lord has planned with that um, but i do have several books on there um, one is after the rapture what comes next there's a lot of great authors out there that have written way better books than i have on the rapture of the church and what's going to happen if you're left behind and so uh, you can check out a lot of those dr david jeremiah has a fantastic one um, you can go to all of treeviews dot uh, org and um, olivetreeviews.org, and you can check out um, a lot more. Um, she's got a bunch of them on there. Um, a lot of great authors have written a lot of really good books. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to throw one up here right now. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, and that is, um, looks like Jeff Kinley. I like Jeff Kinley. I have several of his books. Man, go check it out. Another great one is Trapped in Hitler's Hell. Guys, you got to go check that out. It's a young Jewish girl discovers the Messiah's faithfulness in the midst of the Holocaust. I read that. It is amazing. It is. You guys need to read that book. And anyway, so there are a lot of books out there that gives a whole lot more. But mine is very fast. It's very quick. Um, it's straight from the Bible. I pull everything from the Bible in order of what's going to happen when the rapture comes out. And so, you know, people say, well, you don't know when the second comes. You don't know. You don't know when the rapture. I'll tell you what we don't know. The rapture is imminent. But I can guarantee you when uh, when the Antichrist sits in the temple and declares himself God, which is the abomination of desolation, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, you will know that there is exactly three and a half years until Christ returns and that is the second coming you'll also know the beginning of the tribulation when the Antichrist signs a seven-year peace treaty with Israel so folks the Bible tells us all about these things so you won't know the rapture of the church but you'll know the timing of the second coming so Get in your word. Don't let the word get into you. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he continues and he says the rebranding of premillennialism. So this is a viewpoint that obscure the vision of the saints. He says, he goes, let's begin by looking at several of the teachings regarding the end times that give believers a false illusion of peace in our time. So number one is the rebranding of premillennialism. That's kind of a hard word to say. Anyway, uh, during the past several years, he says he's become aware of several churches that hold to a type of premillennialism that's far different from what the Bible-believing ones taught during the 20th century. He says, whereas the Bible teaches the restoration of a glorious kingdom to Israel, today's updated version denies this while still maintaining a belief in Jesus's future reign which may or may not include a literal belief in the words of revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 10 most often it does not he continues and says in churches that rebrand premillennialism you will not hear sermons that reflect the signs of the times in which we live instead the messages frequently deny the reality of jesus soon appearing as well as the reality of the seven year tribulation he goes on to say, uh, the new premillennialism might not include, or I'm sorry, might include a, quote, role, unquote, for Israel. But it's not the reign of Jesus over the nation seated upon the, quote, throne of David, unquote, in Jerusalem. 
which God's word promises the descendants of Jacob in passages such as Jeremiah 33, 23, and 26, Zechariah chapter 14, verses 9 through 14, and Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, and of course in Luke chapter 1, verse 30 through 33. Numero two, dos. Number two, replacement theology. Many churches adhere to the more traditional form of amillennialism, replacement theology, which teaches that there's no thousand-year reign of Jesus because the church has replaced Israel and thus inherited all its physical promises, albeit in a spiritual sense. Similar to the rebranded form of premillennialism, they see the church as God's physical kingdom and regard the book of Revelation as something far different than a book of prophecy, which it claims to be in Revelation chapter 22, verses 6 through 10. Replacement theology lies at the heart of all other errant viewpoints on the end times. If one combines the church age with the kingdom promises God made to Israel, it always leads to further errant teaching. Always. Number three, the kingdom theology. Replacement theology emphasizes that the church is now God's kingdom. Those who adhere to dominion theology, or what many refer to as the New Apostolic Reformation, or the NAR, take this a step further. The proponents of NAR teach that since the church is God's kingdom, it will eventually defeat all the evil in the world and usher in the peaceful conditions of the millennium before Jesus returns to earth. They rely on new revelation to the church, quote-unquote. However, what they teach contradicts what the Bible reveals about the Lord's defeat of wickedness during the seven-year tribulation and Jesus' glorious return to earth before the millennium. So I'm going to throw this in here. So the NAR, we do know there's going to be great deception. There's going to be a pseudo peace because the Antichrist is going to bring in this pseudo peace. And what just kind of clicked in my brain was what happens to these people in the NAR? Because we know they're following a false gospel. They're not following the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Which means they are not truly saved. They're not born again believers. So what does that lead you to believe? I believe they're going to follow the false prophet in the end days and they may be even a part of it. But they're not true believers. And so when the pseudo-peace comes upon the earth that the Antichrist will bring, well, they're just going to go right along with it because they're saying, see, I told you we were going to bring peace. See? See? But all the true Christians will have been raptured out of the church by then. They'll be raptured from the earth. Christ will rapture us out of there. The whole church. The true church. The remnant believers. Yes. Anyway, it's kind of hit me like between the four eyes right then. <laughs> so anyway, number four is the... Preterism. So many of those who hold to the preceding viewpoints claim that the words of Jesus in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 28, have already happened. They are past history. Preterism extends this faulty interpretation by teaching that Jesus has already returned to earth in AD 70, as he promised to do in Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31. Rather than regard most of Matthew 24, verses 4 through 31, as already fulfilled, preterists regard the entire passage this way. Folks, you can kind of tell it goes aberrant really quick when you try to do your own interpretation of the Bible. But once again, this article is by Jonathan Brittner and it is harbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. So we'll continue with his article. And he says, he, uh, he says, I included this blatant false teaching to show how the failure to distinguish between the church and God's promises regarding his future kingdom on the earth, the millennium, cascades into many errant teachings that lead to the denial of the quote blessed hope unquote of the gospel which is titus 2 verses 11 through 14 and sometimes even to the subversion of the gospel itself okay and that's the truth and so we're going to go on it says peace peace when there is no peace in Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 14, the prophet records the Lord's complaint regarding the spiritual leaders of the people in Judah. He wrote that they, quote, have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace, unquote. The sense is that of applying a superficial salve uh, that not only failed to address the hurts of the people, but also promoted a false sense of security despite the threats or despite the threat posed by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. 
He says he believes the words of this passage apply to church leaders and writers that promote doctrines that close the eyes of the saints to the dangers posed by the satanic globalists. They do not proclaim peace, peace, as did the false prophets in the ancient Judah, but by their silence, they fail to warn those that they lead of a great dangers that exist in our time. They repeat the errors of the false prophets and priests of Jeremiah's day. He says he knows that the majority of those who read his post are fully aware of all the signs that tell us the seven-year tribulation is ever so near, which means the rapture could happen at any moment. And he says the sooner the better. And I concur, as always, Maranatha. <laughs> so he goes, I go, he says, he goes to this place of warning again. However, because of his sadness, he says, for believers who never hear about the joyous hope in Jesus' soon appearing. He says, as a result, Many Christians do not recognize the great evil that masquerades behind the mask of good intentions of the globalists and most government leaders. Beneath the many benevolent-sounding words lies the spirit of the Antichrist taking people down paths that lead to lawlessness, chaos, destruction, and certain death. The prevailing message of peace in our time prevents them from seeing behind the veil of deception to the working of our dreadful enemy. They fail to recognize the extensive stage setting for the kingdom of the Antichrist that's so rampant throughout the world. He says the way of wisdom. He says he loves to contrast between the way of wisdom and that of folly in Proverbs 9. He says he's not saying this chapter speaks directly to the end times. It does not. However, it's something he says he believes we can apply to it. In the book of Proverbs, wisdom reveals the person of Christ. He says we trust the words of wisdom because they come from him. Uh, Proverbs 2, 6 are righteous. Verses 8, 8 through 9 and bring blessings in life to us. 8. Uh, chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. In Proverbs 9, 13 to 18, the, quote, woman folly sits in front of a nondescript house offering stolen water and bread. Her seductive ways appeal to a great many, but in the end, her ways lead to death. You guys can hear Murphy in the background. That's my cat. She's wanting catnip. I'm telling you, she's addicted. I've got my cat addicted to the nip. <laughs> anyway, moving along, compare uh, that to what wisdom offers, chapter 9, verses 1 through 5 of Proverbs. Her magnificent house has seven pillars, and she provides so much more than a meager meal. Those who accept her invitation feast on meat from a freshly butchered animal and wine. She offers insight or understanding. Which, signific which signifies greater discernment in all things pertaining to the wisdom of God's word. He says, he believes we can apply the fabulous feast offered by wisdom, a.k.a. Jesus, to our hope of eternity beginning with the rapture and the receipt of our immortal and imperishable, imperishable bodies in 1 Corinthians 15, 51-58. If you guys remember, that's the twinkling of an eye. <laughs> so, um, the Apostle Paul says that not all believers will die, but many will be alive at the time of Jesus' appearing. After that, our experience in eternity will far exceed the happiness of our very best day here below. On the other hand, teachings that see the church as God's physical kingdom have great appeal. Many Christians don't want to hear that the rapture might interrupt their cherished aspirations. Perhaps this is why so many flock to churches that assure them all is well and avoid any suggestion that the Lord's appearing might suddenly interrupt their future plans. Many, or I'm sorry, however, in reality, they settle for a meager meal that fails to satisfy. The full preterists believe we are already in the eternal state. Many of the other viewpoints postulate a continued existence on this earth devoid of the glories of the new Jerusalem or a new earth. It's rare to hear any mention of the glorious immortal bodies that the Lord will give us at the time of the rapture. The way of wisdom revealed in the Proverbs leads to a life in what the words of Scripture tell us about our imminent hope in our reign with Jesus when he rules the world from a glorious restored Israel. It's not bread and water, but rather a fabulous feast that we will enjoy forever. The tribulation period is on our doorstep, and that means... His appearing to take us home is ever so close. Now is the time to make sure you belong to the Savior. Please don't delay, folks. A lot of us are saying, watch under the wall, your friends, your family, everybody telling you, please don't wait another moment. Folks, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do not wait another moment. The Lord says, anybody who calls upon his name shall be saved, shall be saved. Today is a day of salvation, he says. 
You may not have another moment to make that choice. You may not get another opportunity. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you have the opportunity. But once your heart stops, that's it. Lights out. And where you wake up is your decision. Either you're for Christ or you are against him. Either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. There is no in between. There is no purgatory, folks. There's none of that. Read the word of God. Guys, I implore you today. Admit you're a sinner. Admit you are a sinner and you need a savior. Believe, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and that God raised him three days from the dead. And now he ascends and he sits on the right hand of the throne of God. Believe that. Believe it, folks. That's all you got to do and confess that you're a sinner and confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior. There's no special prayer you have to say. You don't have to be anywhere. You could be driving down the road, listening to this podcast. You could be, I don't know, sitting on your couch eating Cheetos. Doesn't really matter. But as long as you are sincere in your heart and you know you are a sinner and you need a savior, you realize that. If you've ever lied, stolen anything, um, anything, looked at somebody with lust, doesn't really matter what you've done. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of that is death. And so Jesus Christ came into this world, lived the perfect sinless life. He was the sacrifice for our sins. Y'all need to know what he did for us. And then we're going to link up. I'm going to link an article, guys, in the bottom um, of this description. And it's from Jonathan Brittner, who I just read his article. Anyway, it says, Jesus is the only path to eternal life. I'm going to link that uh, below. And then I'm going to probably read it later on when I get home today after work. And uh, that way you guys um, can hear it as well. But if you want to read about it now, if you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, please, please click on this link. Okay? All right. So with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. i got to get ready and go to work. And um, I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I just hope that it glorifies God and it, and it brings you closer to the Lord. It, you know, it gives you... Um, encouragement or you know what it, it may bring you to the word of God I mean I don't know however the Lord may use it I pray he does use it um, so with that guys I'm really gonna get off of here you know us Texans we gotta say bye twice anyway um, get in the word of God guys let the word of God get into you and Maranatha Lord Jesus Maranatha may God bless each and every one of you may he give you boldness to go out into this world and stand on his truth and tell people the truth tell them the gospel don't shrink back and don't sugarcoat it don't water it down you gotta tell them like jesus said don't back down don't back down their blood will be upon your hands uh just like on the watchman of the wall in ezekiel you can go to my website bible prophecy then before today.com and read all about that okay guys with that i'm really getting out of here okay guys Maranatha, Lord Jesus, please come quickly, Lord Jesus.